Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. <laughs> Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and get your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Dell Wamsley. Welcome to the Dell Walmsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. Proudly sitting in for Dell Walmsley, I'm your host, Mike Harrison. On today's show, I want to impart a concept that you absolutely must help yourself financially before you can help others. Too many people are willing to extend an olive branch to friends or family or close ones, and they haven't helped themselves financially. And what's happening is later on, they're really they're getting involved in these financial tragedies, as I call it, and they're really avoidable financial tragedies, right? There's nothing worse than a tragedy, but the avoidable financial tragedy makes it all the worst. And so you absolutely must help yourself financially before you can help others. So I hope I get that concept across today, and I'm going to talk about a couple of real-world examples, and then I'm going to tie in at least three real-world financial examples. So I hope you can listen to me throughout the show today and, and understand where I'm coming from. And let's talk about a real-world example of where you must help yourself before you help others. And think about it like this. We've all flown on commercial airlines, right? And you're sitting in the seat, and they're going through the safety protocol in the beginning, and they're talking about the seat belts. Then they talk about the the cushion. The seat cushion is a flotation device. And then eventually they get to the oxygen mask. And they say, in the event of depressurization or a sudden descent, these oxygen masks are going to drop because there's not going to be any oxygen in the air. And you're going to pass out if you don't put these oxygen masks on. And if you're a parent or if you're, if you're taking care of somebody next to you, it's so important that you put the oxygen mask on yourself first so that you can get oxygen to yourself and then and only then can you help others. But there's real world examples of people who have panicked in this situation. <clears throat> They've tried to put their mask on their kids. They don't quite get there before they pass out and essentially no one has an oxygen mask on and it's a very, very dangerous situation. And in this example, the intentions were good. The intentions were to reach out and help that other person that needs help immediately, but the process wasn't thought through. But it, it's a natural intention, and it's a good intention, 
but it wasn't effective, right? The plan didn't work. And so you must help yourself first before you can help others. Good intentions in many ways are very, very dangerous. And let's look at another situation. Think of someone that's struggling in the, in the water, they're swimming, right? And they may be drowning and they're struggling. Your first good intention, your first thought is to immediately jump in and save them, to rush to their aid. But every expert out there will tell you that's the worst choice. That is the choice of last resort, right? They say, reach first. Reach, row, throw, go. It, that's the saying, if, if I remember it right. <clears throat> and so they're saying you need to reach for that person or you need to throw something to them and, and they can grab onto it and you can pull them to safety. A row out to them if necessary, if you've got a boat or something like that. But if you jump in the water to save them, this panicked individual may be bigger and stronger than you and could easily push you down. And it happens all the time. Two people drown instead of one. So in an, in an effort to try to save that person, two people have a tragic end. And it's an avoidable tragedy, again, based on good intentions. So stick with me here. I'm going to bring this into the financial world because I know you're not listening to this show for any sort of water safety advice. This is this is a show about real estate investment after all. So let's let's tie this in. Let's talk about an, an avoidable financial tragedy and it was all based on good intentions. My friends, do you know what the largest group of people in America today as a percentage that are filing for bankruptcy? It's shocking when I when I discovered this. The largest group in America today filing for bankruptcy is the baby boomer generation. And I would have, if you had asked that on a multiple choice question, I would not have got that right. So it's shocking to me because I think of the boomers as being financially sound for the most part, the pension generation, right? They've got a lot of backup. But this information comes from aarp.org and it's online. And the title of this article is Student Loan Debt Rising Among Older Borrowers. Consumer Watchdog Agency releases state-by-state -state data. And this article is by a gentleman by the name of Gary Strauss. It was actually written two years ago, so the statistics today are even worse than they are in this article, and I'm going to highlight it. But it's about these baby boomers, and they're being forced into bankruptcy because essentially they've co-signed for student loans, and it's coming back to haunt them, okay? Again, good intentions, right? They jumped in the water and tried to save somebody that needed the loan rather than reaching and giving them a, a life ring or, a, or a, hand, a hand to pull them out. So let me just, I'm not going to read the whole article, but let me read a couple of these paragraphs here. These numbers have revived fresh concerns among consumer advocacy groups that older consumers may be struggling to repay student loans while living on fixed incomes. Quote, most older adults don't know what their expenses are in retirement. End quote. Boom. What do we say on this show all the time? You can't save your way to retirement because you don't know what it's going to cost. That's one of the primary reasons. But, but anyway, I digress. Let me continue this article. Said Maggie Flowers, Associate Director for Economic Security at the National Council on Aging. Quote, everyone wants to be able to support loved ones but we encourage people to think long and hard about whether they're able to shoulder that burden. Under most circumstances, student-related loan debt cannot be erased under bankruptcy protection, and Social Security payments can be garnished to cover federally-backed student loan payments, forcing seniors to survive 
on a small portion of monthly benefit checks and cut back on other expenses such as medical and food costs. So there it is, my friends. Student loan debt is not bankruptable, okay? These seniors, well, when they were young or younger, they were co-signing for their kids to go to college or someone close to them to go to college, not realizing that when they're in retirement and these loans, for whatever reason, aren't getting paid back, right? The train ran off the tracks a long time ago, and the kid is obviously not paying for the loan, and so it's fallen back on the co-signer. And they're, the, the government is garnishing the minuscule Social Security wage there is, I believe, the average, and we've talked about it on the show, of a Social Security monthly payment is about fifteen hundred dollars. So you can imagine fifteen hundred dollars is impossible to live on to begin with, and now the government's garnishing these payments and, and taking back a payment to pay off these student loan debts. Again, all based on good intentions. This parent reached out, but they did not take care of themselves first. They did not prepare themselves first financially and so they were put in this situation and they made a really poor decision and it's coming back to bite them. Let me continue this article. Frotman said older consumers need to be better informed about their fiscal responsibility when they co-sign student loans. Quote, quite often we hear from older borrowers that it was never made clear to them that they were essentially co-borrowers. End quote. Many thought they were merely acting as references. We've seen tens of thousands of borrowers pushed into poverty or further into poverty because of student loan debt. So there it is, right there, the avoidable financial tragedy. You put yourself in a position and you co-sign so somebody could go to college because you thought that was the all-important reason at that time instead of coming up with a better plan or instead of being more prepared financially. And if you're predisposed to be this kind of person that's going to reach out when, when someone's in need and you're not prepared financially, I want you to listen to the show and I want you to take action today. Because what's the answer in this example? How could these folks have avoided this financial tragedy? Well, I'll tell you, the answer is if they have the ability to borrow for student loans, they have the ability to borrow and leverage and buy real estate. It's that simple. Leverage is leverage. One is for a tangible asset that's going to cash flow and it's going to take care of you long past those college years. And the other is really it's a maybe. It's I'm borrowing this money to go to college so that maybe I'll have a good job at the end and maybe I'll be able to make a good living and maybe I'll be able to pay these college loans off. But in the meantime, I've got my parents co-signing for me as backup, right? Well, that backup's putting those folks into poverty in a bad way. Think about it. What's a better plan? Co-signing for twenty, thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars is ridiculous. Go get a tangible asset, my friends. Go get a cash flowing asset. Well, they're pushing us out. We're gonna pick this up on the other side and I want to talk about avoidable financial tragedies that are all based on good intentions. My name's Mike Harrison and this is the Dell Walmsley Radio Show. Worry 
worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The largest multifamily bus tour in the country is coming to Dallas Friday and Saturday, October 25th and 26th. Join Del Walmsley, national radio host, CEO, and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, and his top team of investors, realtors, and expert educators. Ride your way to triple-digit returns. Go to multifamilymasterstour.com. Gain one-on-one access to industry experts, realtors, lenders, property and asset managers, apartment owners, national real estate syndicators, and trade professionals. Get the only bus ticket worth millions at multifamilymasterstour.com. Dell says the things you just can't say to your friends, boss, kids, financial planner, spouse, even the cat. Need him to deliver the message for you? Don't worry. Dell's past show archives are just a mouse click away. So go to dellontheradio.com and turn your speakers up for everyone to hear. Dell delivers his daily Dellisms and liberating unconventional wisdom 24 hours a day at DellOnTheRadio.com. Learn to master apartment investing on the Multifamily Masters Tour with Dell Walmsley and Lifestyles Unlimited in Dallas, Friday and Saturday, October 25th and 26th. Ride along with the country's top team of apartment investing professionals as you tour four apartment communities with the owners and operators alongside their mentors and educators. For more information, visit MultifamilyMastersTour.com. Experience award-winning multifamily strategies in action. Get the insider secrets to triple-digit returns. Learn the six ways you can make multifamily millions too. Open Q&A format with Dell's top team, including operations consultants, mentors, and award-winning members. Get your seat on the bus at MultifamilyMastersTour.com. Due to the nature of the event, seating is very limited. Ride with us for the day and learn how to close the gap on your retirement with multifamily properties, what a profitable property being run as a business looks like in person and on paper, how Lifestyles Unlimited members win local, state, and national awards year after year, which path is right for you, lead, passive, or independent owner, how to upgrade your profits by upgrading your apartment, and what you want. Open Q&A all day long. The only bus ticket worth millions. Get yours at MultifamilyMastersTour.com. Talk 1370, the right choice. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. I'm your host, Mike Harrison. Today we've been discussing avoidable financial tragedies, financial tragedies that are all based on good intentions and the problem is, is that these folks haven't taken care of themselves first before they've reached out and tried to help others. They've extended this olive branch, essentially, of, of credit or co-signing or what have you, and their house is not in financial order first, and they're, they're getting in some serious trouble. And if you've got any comments and you'd like to call today's show with any comments or questions, our number is 855 497 for Dell. That's D-E-L. That's 855-497-4-DELL. Or shoot me an email if you don't want to be on the show at askmike at luinc.com. Askmike at luinc.com. And I do respond to each and every one of your emails personally. So we were talking about in the last segment that the largest group of people in this country 
as a whole, percentage-wise, that's filing for bankruptcy is the baby boomer generation. And it's insane to me. And one of the primary drivers of that bankruptcy is because they're getting in trouble because they've co-signed for student debt. And you can't run from student debt, my friends. It's non-bankruptable. So they're declaring bankruptcy, obviously, to wipe out credit cards or mortgages or car debt or, or whatever other debt they have. But they can run, but they cannot hide from this student loan debt. What's happening is the government is ends up garnishing their Social Security wages to pay for the student loans. But I want to ask you this. What is a better plan than this? If you had taken care of yourself financially, look at, at buying passive income, rental property that provides passive income. Two rent homes alone would prevent this. Two single-family rent homes would provide enough passive income to pay for college and long after college, right? Think about it. Again, you can co-sign for 20 grand, 30 grand, 40 grand, 50 grand to appease your kid so that they can go to school. I'm not saying don't send them to college, but what I'm saying is why not buy the rent homes first? Each rent home on average is going to provide $400 of positive income. Two rent homes, $800 a month in positive income. Would that not be enough to go to school? I think it would be more than enough to go to school. So ask yourself this, what is so valuable that it's acceptable for older people to live in poverty? Because obviously something has gone wrong. Either the kid did not graduate or the kid did graduate, except it was in a study or in a field that was ineffective, right? It was in a field that's not obviously allowing them the opportunity to A, pay the student loan back, and B, make a decent living. So again, I ask you, how about a different plan? Don't borrow for college, but instead leverage yourself with rental property. Two houses, three houses, four houses, each of which will pay, again, $400 per month in positive cash flow. So anywhere from $1,800 to $1,600 a month or more, would that be enough to go to college? Absolutely. And my friends, that's a better plan than putting yourself in a position to co-sign and risk your financial future and your financial retirement. It's a, it's a plan that, one, is going to build wealth. Two, it's going to provide passive, positive income. And three, it will help you navigate past these avoidable financial tragedies because you're going to get caught in these things because of your, your good intentions. My single-family properties make me money five ways. They bless me monthly, and the passive income has made a huge difference in my life. It, it, it's given me the ability to do things for my children, for others, and to pay for those unavoidable expenses that seem to pop up each and every week. I want to go into another bad example or a bad idea. It's a good example. It's a bad idea that was based on good intentions. And I want to talk about the first rent home I ever purchased as a member of Lifestyles Unlimited. And I purchased this rent home. It was very distressed, but it was distressed primarily because some parent had the bright idea to co-sign for a house for their kid, okay? And, and I say kid. This was obviously a 20-something-year-old gentleman. He was, he was full-grown, but he was in his 20s. And somewhere again, the train ran off the tracks, and the, the kid that was in the house, the young man, stopped making the mortgage payments, right? And so pretty soon he's well behind, 
and this home's going straight for short sale. And I was, I came along and I was able to pick up this home essentially at a major discount. It was a very distressed home. But the sad story behind it was the parents' good intentions were, well, I'm going to help my child build credit and I'm going to help them eventually buy an asset. And, and everyone wants to know that they're their primary home is the number one asset in their life, right? That's what the conventional wisdom world has told us. And it was a bad plan. The, once the, the mortgage did not get paid or, or stopped getting paid, the parent was not prepared financially to pick up the late payments in the mortgage, was not there to, to take care of business, so to speak, right? Because the parent had not taken care of himself financially first. So my friends, you absolutely must help yourself first before you can help others. You've got to get over your good intentions because your good intentions are, are what's going to get us in trouble. It's what's crushing people financially. Kids seem to be a center theme today. Let's, let's just take another example here because I've got three kids and, and kids are expensive. And, and there's a joke that I say, to my wife, I say, hey, what gets in the way of a multi-million dollar real estate portfolio? Kids. I mean, we're smiling when we say this, just kidding, kind of, but kids are expensive, right? There's sports, there's hobbies, there's activities, there's dance, gymnastics, choir, clothes, braces, cars, car insurance, car wrecks, car maintenance, electric bills, phone, internet, food. My 17-year-old son has a hollow leg. I mean, this kid... He's skinny as a rail, and, and he eats for three. Trust me. Let's go back to sports, right? Because that was an area where we were involved. We were, we were very involved in select sports. Everything from tennis to softball to football to volleyball to basketball. And there's travel. There's uniforms. And if your kids, you parents out there know what I'm talking about. If your kids are in select baseball or soccer, for instance, the travel and the cost is very very expensive. And it's not just good enough that your kid's on the select team and has the select practices. You've got to, what do you got to do? You have to go out and, and do some one-on-one -on -one coaching in, in whether it's pitching lessons or additional batting lessons. And so it gets very, very expensive. And I live in this world. I lived in it in the past. And I'm not saying don't live in this world. My, my wife and I love sports and there's lo nothing more that we love than watching our kids compete, but we do it today. But what should we have done differently in the past 10, 15 years ago? Well, I should have taken that, that income that I was putting into the sports and the travel, and I should have purchased a rent house or another rent house, right? I should have gotten started back then and allowed the passive income to be to be our extra money, right? To be our extra money that would have made our life more effective. It would have made our finances more effective. And so it was a, it was a different plan. We're going to come back and continue this discussion of good intentions and how you can get in trouble financially, but you've got to help yourself before you help others. My name is Mike Harrison, and this is the Dell Walmsley Radio Show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Talk 13.7, the right choice. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the Dell Walmsley Radio Show. I'm your host, Mike Harrison. Today we've been talking about a concept that, that you must help yourself financially before you can reach out and help others because some people are getting in real trouble all based on good intentions, but their financial house was not in order prior to helping out. And they reach out and they help and it and it comes back it comes back to bite them financially and it's an an, an avoidable financial tragedy. When we left off, I was talking about parents that have kids and the kids are in the select select uh, sports programs and it's very, very expensive. And the families I know, they're just everyday families like ourselves and they're funding, they're funding the sports, they're funding the teams, they're funding the additional coaching, the travel, the uniforms, the equipment. And they don't have enough extra money to buy a rent house. But you know what they're also funding is a 401k monthly. And it's just money that's coming out of their check. They don't even know that it's gone. And I want to talk about a strategy, a, a strategy if you need some extra passive income. And it's a strategy I used a few years back, and it worked out perfectly. But you can borrow from your 401k. You can't take money out of your 401k. You can take it out of an IRA. And if you've got any questions shoot me an email at askmike at luinc.com. Askmike at luinc.com. But you can sure borrow from your 401k. Now, now, why would I say that? Why would I say borrow for your, from your 401k? Well, I'll tell you this, and it took me a while to learn. Your 401k is not paying you anything. It's paying you nothing. It's a glorified savings plan, okay? You are paying your 401k. Your 401k is not paying you. But let's say you look at borrowing from your 401k. Well, the rules say you can take 50% of the vested account balance or $50,000, whichever is less, okay? Look, $50,000 is gonna be able to purchase at least two to three rental properties, quite possibly more in the right market, okay? Again, each of these rental properties is gonna provide positive cash flow of $400 a month. Okay, let's say you have three of these, $1,200 a month. That's going to cover all of your sports obligations, my friends. That's going to cover everything you need and then some, okay? It's a different way of looking at things. It's totally counterintuitive than what the conventional society has ingrained in us from a very young age. And look at it this way. You want to talk about getting your financial house in order so that you can take care of others? Well, that's one way to do it is by adding an additional $1,200 a month of positive passive income to your portfolio. So you want to do what's best for your kids, but you must understand that doing what's best for your kids also means doing what's best for you, okay? So make the rent home a priority because your children are a priority and start today. And oh, by the way, back to my first example with the baby boomers getting caught because they've been co-signing for this college debt, those rent homes that are paying for sports today, my friends, are going to pay for college tomorrow, okay? They're just going to keep on chugging. They only get better as they go along. So I want to take a moment 
and I want to talk about how you can see some of these strategies that we use and, and some of the principles that we use to run our businesses and how we make money five different ways in real estate. And the way to see that is to come to what we call as the one day, and it's the one day workshop. It's a free workshop. We have them all over the country. And if you're interested in seeing a counterintuitive way to build wealth and a way to create passive income, and I, and I think you're interested in that because you're listening to this show, I want you to go to retireinfiveyearsorless.com, retireinfiveyearsorless.com. That's the number five. And quickly, our upcoming workshops, we've got one in St. Louis, Missouri on October 12th at noon. We'll be in Miami, Florida on October 23rd at 6.30 p.m. That's a Wednesday. We'll be in Tampa, Florida the very next day on October 24th. That's a Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Staying in Florida, we're in Jacksonville, Florida on October 26th on Saturday at 1 p.m. And then we'll be in Phoenix, Arizona. We just opened a new office in Phoenix, Arizona. If you're in that area, come check us out. But Phoenix, Arizona on the 29th of October, Tuesday at 6.30. And again, that's at retireinfiveyearsorless.com. Or feel free to call our office, our national office, at 866-945-6565. I'll tell you, this free workshop, it took me long enough personally to get to one. I was so glad when I finally got there. But I saw strategies and wealth-building ideas that I had never even considered. And I was a Dave Ramsey guy for years, and I was a Money Magazine cover-to-cover -cover for over a decade and had never been exposed to wealth-building philosophies and wealth-building strategies that you'll see in this workshop. So in six years, essentially, I grew my wealth three times greater than I had in the previous 25 years in corporate America. If you've got a question on our show, our number is 855-497-4DEL. That's 855-497-4DEL, and that's D-E-L, or email me at askmike at L-U-I-N-C dot com. Let's continue talking about this principle of financial responsibility and how you, you must take care of yourself before you can take care of others. And this is what's going to help you avoid these financial tragedies. And it's, it's similar to protocol on an airline, right? You're on a commercial airline, and they're going through the safety protocol, and eventually they get to talking about the oxygen mask that'll drop, God forbid, if there's any sort of sudden descent or depressurization of the airline. They're going to drop this oxygen mask, and you've got to put it on yourself before you can take care of your kids or before you can take care of your others. And if, if you don't, you, you may pass out. And if you pass out, you're of no help to anybody. You're a liability when you pass out. So what happens when you pass out financially? You're a liability. You're not able to help anybody because you didn't help yourself first, okay? And for whatever reason, most people in America are not doing this. And I don't know if it's because people are impatient or how the American culture is is fixated on immediate gratification, right? I'm not sure exactly what the problem is. And I think back to think about the boomer generation, my mom's generation. My mom was an amazing saver. It served her well, okay? In that generation, that time, you could save. You could save because there was real interest rates and there was different rules to money. That's not the case today, my friends. You, you cannot save your way to retirement. You must invest, 
All right. The only way to prepare for retirement, you got to answer two questions. One, how long are you going to live and how much are you going to need, right? How, how much is it going to cost in retirement? And we hear these financial advisors tell us, well, it's this number or that number, and we're going to live off of this percentage of what you save. And the truth is, they don't know what retirement's going to cost, and they sure don't know how long you're going to live. Are you going to live to be 75 or 85, 95? You might live to be 105. So what's that number? Because no one knows. Age is not or, or excuse me, retirement is not an age, and retirement's not a pile of money. Retirement, my friends, is when your passive income meets or exceeds your financial obligations. Then you're retired. Then you don't have to work. Then you can do what you want to do, when you want to do it, how you want to do it, where you want to do it, okay? Let's talk about how you can get there, and, and I want to talk about a concept of the cash flow snowball. And if you've listened to one of our other hosts, Andy Webb, Andy Webb actually coined the term cash flow snowball. And I love it because we all, we all know about the debt snowball, right? You pay this debt. And then when that one's paid off, you take that money and you put it toward the next debt. And so combined, you're paying a little more. And then you go to the third debt and the fourth debt. Well, once you get out of debt, then what? Well, then you're broke. You're not rich. You're not poor. You're not in debt or you're pretty much poor. You don't own anything. So Create a cash flow snowball instead. And, and what is that? It looks like this. Rent house number one, and you can, you can get a rent house for anywhere from thirteen dollars to $25,000, depending on what market you're in, and many times much, much less. But this cash flow snowball is you take that $400 from rent house one, and then you put it to work, and you save it, and you save it, and you save it. And then by that, you create enough to buy the second rent house, okay? So you purchase the second rent house and now you're up to $800 per month. And then maybe it's a year later, whatever, you're getting ahead, you're throwing any sort of bonuses you get from work into that fund and you buy your third rent house. And so slowly at first, you can create this cash flow snowball. And after just a few short years, you're able to buy these rental properties one, two, three a year. I was able to buy 11 in three years, my friends, and I took the slow road. Trust me. Well, we'll be right back in a moment. My name's Mike Harrison. You're listening to the Dell Walmsley Radio Show. Today, it's all about avoiding the financial tragedy and what you can do to prepare yourself against financial tragedy. We'll be right back in a moment. Are you tired of sitting in rush hour traffic? Are you worn out from your extremely long work commute and thinking, I need a new career or a better way of making more money? You don't need a new job. You need a passive income stream. At Lifestyles Unlimited, we have been teaching people real estate investing for the past 29 years. Lifestyles Unlimited will teach you the five ways to make money with real estate investing. One way is equity capture. Equity capture is when you buy an asset for less than what it's worth. If you buy a house for $50,000 in a neighborhood that's in the $90,000 range, you put $20,000 into improvements, then you've just captured $20,000 in equity. And that amount goes directly towards your net worth. 
Lifestyles Unlimited will teach you about equity capture and the other ways real estate makes you money. Learn how by attending a free Lifestyles Unlimited workshop. Visit us at lifestylesunlimited.com today. That's lifestylesunlimited.com to learn the map to financial freedom in less than five years. Our workshop calendar is available at lifestylesunlimited.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Talk 1370, the right choice. Come back. Now, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. I'm your host, Mike Harrison. Today, I've been trying to impart a philosophy that you absolutely must help yourself financially before you can help others. And the problem is, is people are not helping themselves financially and they're getting trapped. They're getting trapped under the guise of good intentions. And these good intentions are coming back to really hurt some people. And, and when it hurts them, that becomes an avoidable financial tragedy because had these people taken care of themselves properly, financially, and in my belief, that's creating passive, positive, passive income, they wouldn't be exposed to these situations. They wouldn't be vulnerable to these situations. So if you're the kind of person that knows you're going to end up helping somebody, today you need to make passive income a priority, okay? The way our plan works is we acquire assets and then we live off the passive income from those assets. In the meantime, if you're taking care of kids and you're trying to build those assets up, use that passive income for some of these examples that I've discussed in the earlier segments, okay? Use that passive income because then you're not digging into your wealth. Then you're not using the credit card. Then you're not getting in trouble by co-signing for something that could go sour or go south that you're not going to be prepared to take, of, take over for yourself. Okay, so make passive income a priority. Purchase assets and eventually live off the passive income from those assets. I, I talked earlier how retirement is, it's not an age and it's not a number. And by number, I mean a financial, is it a million dollars? Is it two million? Is it three? Is it four? What is that number? Well, no one knows that number. No one can predict that number for two major reasons. One, you don't know what retirement's going to cost. We don't know what everything's going to cost 20 years from now, 30 years from now. I'm just going to tell you, it's going to be more expensive than it is today. And, and all these, I don't know, these advisors out there, they all say, well, you're going to be living on less than, than you're living on now. Wrong, my friend. I want to finally live, right? We've all done without. I want to be spending more in retirement than I'm spending today. I know I'm going to be spending more on, on fees and cost and health care, right? Health care is astronomical. We did a show not too far back where it said the average person in retirement is going to spend $280,000 on health care, and that doesn't include assisting, assisted living. Does that change what you think this number is supposed to be? So retirement is not a number because you don't know how long you're going to live and you don't know how much to save. 
Let me give you an example of fees, of things getting more expensive, just quietly, behind the scenes, everywhere it's happening. The ATM fee today, my friends, on average, is higher than $5, okay? Higher than $5 to go get cash, right? To go get cash out of a machine. This expense, in my opinion, this is shameful, right? It's absolutely shameful. And I'm not a big government regulation guy by any means. In fact, less government, the better. But the the $5 ATM fee is, it's shameful because really it's an expense. It's an expense on the young. It's an expense on the working class. It's an expense on people who don't know any better. But if you think about a $5 fee on a $40 withdrawal from an ATM machine, if you do the math, that's 12 and a half percent. Okay, 12 and a half percent. The less you pull out, the steeper the penalty. God forbid you just go get 20 bucks out of the machine and you pay $5. But I guarantee you, it's something 16 year olds are probably doing every day out there, right? So bankers, if you're listening, I love you. You're a big part of my life and, and what I do. But I don't know if, if anything can be done, but the $5 ATM fee is shameful. But it's just another example that we don't know what the future is going to cost. These, these fees, these expenses are going up and up and up. Quickly, we've got enough time here. I want to talk about another financial pitfall that's, that's come about quietly, just kind of in the background, right? Well, we've now reached the, the advent of the seven-year auto loan. And this is an article from the Wall Street Journal, and it's titled, The Seven-Year Auto Loan, America's Middle Class Can't Afford Its Cars. Inexpensive and generous financing is putting consumers deep in debt. Yes, they are. The seven-year auto loan is insane, my friends. Nobody should sign up for a seven-year auto loan. But what do you hear? You get these people, and they're saying, well, I can't afford this, and I can't afford that, and I've got student loan debt or credit card debt, and so I've got to finance this car for seven years. And what's happening is is, is people are buying a $20,000 car and they're paying plus 30 grand for it with interest rates and financing. And, you know, after five, six years, this car's got 100, 200,000 miles on it. It's shot, and the maintenance of the car ends up being more expensive than the car note. So seven years is... is that is a, a strategy. You want to you want to be poor? Go sign up for a seven-year auto loan and do that over and over. You will never get ahead. You will never build wealth, and it's shameful. And I guarantee there's some of you parents out there that are co-signing on a seven-year loan, right? I want my kid to have a new car, and I want them to build credit, and I want them to get ahead, so I'm co-signing for this seven-year auto loan. Don't do it. Put your financial house in order and bless them in a different manner. Create that passive income. Here's some facts from the article. One third of all auto loans today are for terms longer than six years. Next fact, Americans are carrying an increasing amount of auto debt, according to the Federal Reserve Bank of New York. The average amount financed for a car is a whopping $31,707, and the average loan length is 69.1 months, nearly six years, up from 61 months in 2010. Continuing, as a sign that people could be struggling financially, ding, 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 are you listening? The percentage of auto loans delinquent for more than 60 days is on the rise. And the last fact here is 19% of people taking on car loans 
immediately regretted it. My friends, this is the very worst of consumer financing, very bad debt, and it is a recipe to stay poor your life. Find a different way. What is a better way than a seven-year car loan? I got one, and, and if you know me, you know what I'm going to say. How about that rent house, right? Find a way. Deal with the, the vehicle you have. Buy the used car, what have you, and then go get the rent house. It'll pay you $400 a month. Use that to buy your car. There is a better way. Well, they're pushing us out, my friends. The show has gone by very quickly. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. My name is Mike Harrison. This is the Dell Walmsley Radio Show. I want you to remember it's not about the money. It's about the lifestyle. Have a great day. Can't get enough? Visit DellOnTheRadio.com to listen to the Dell Walmsley Radio Show. Access past your podcasts and join the conversation. The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.